0: From Dante's Inferno All hope abandon, ye who enter here. Sich characters in color dim I marked over a portal's lofty arch inscribed, whereat I thus, Master, these words import hard meaning. He as one prepared replied, Here thou must all distrust behind thee leave, here be vile fear extinguished. We are come, where I have told thee we shall see the souls to misery doomed, who, intellectual good, have lost. And when his hand he had stretched forth to mine, with pleasant looks, whence I was cheered, into that secret place he led me on. Here sighs with lamentations and loud moans resounded through the air, pierced by no star, that even I wept at entering. This is Gothic. Hey there, sojourners. You might notice a bit of static in this episode and in the next one upcoming. Uh, We apologize for that. And hopefully after these next two episodes, we'll have that fixed. Meanwhile, come with us into the dark for a Lori flashback
1: marine lies askew and broken atop a moss-covered rock at the littoral of sea and shore a cliff face 900 feet high looks out over the scene but does not seem to care that marine's body is impaled by the shaft of a still thrumming spear or that angelic blood streams down the rock soaking the moss and the pale sand below a waterfall thunders down from the Scottish heights above, a veil across a broad cave mouth. It is twilight, and Haracell cries out a warning to Laurie, a sound that is like rain falling on wind-blown trees. Some time earlier, when the sun was higher in the sky, but still as cold, the three of you stood upon this mossy shore and considered the veil laid across the face of the cave,
2: contemplating entry. Let's start there. All right. Okay. So Marine is actually uh, somebody in Harisell as well. Marine and Harisell
1: are your angelic companions on this little outing. Um, you have heard of a sea creature. A monster, the locals have ca- called it, that has been seen and has even been suspected of causing certain shipwrecks in the area. You and your divine companions, though, are here because those rumors have reached the appropriate ears to the prayers of a cleric at the nearby town of Durness. All right the words that whisper in your ears those that speak of secrets that only the divine can know speak the words leviathan's child excellent (laughs) and so you have tracked it here to this cave mouth upon the scottish shore in the highlands not far two kilometers or so from the village of Durness. And the bloody scene before us. Uh, no bloody scene, no. We just moved back in time from the bloody scene. Oh, got you. So, there was the bloody scene, and then jump back in time to You stood upon the mossy shore and considered the veil laid across the face of the cave.
2: What strange veil lays across that cave? The strange veil is a waterfall. (laughs) You did say waterfall, too.
1: Okay, on one side of you is Marine, and on the other side of you is uh, Maureen, Um Marine, sleek and lithe and um, long limbed, crouches one leg sprawled out behind them. Their one hand in their hair, um, stroking it backwards out of their eyes so that they can see better. Not one ever much for talking, Marine, but Harisell says. Aye, Lorry, do you think it is within?
2: I think what lies within is definitely something darker than we've seen for a bit in our journeys together. Shall we investigate?
1: It is what we're here for, and I don't like the look
2: of those tracks. I don't like it either. That is definitely something unnatural.
1: If you would like to examine said tracks you can do so with an Investigate a Mystery.
2: All right, and that's plus sharp, which gets me a grand total of three. And that would be a level up. (laughs) And uh, like I have told others in their
1: flashbacks, you do indeed um, get to gain new advancements and things that somehow suspiciously you didn't have up until the point you come back from your flashback.
2: Oh, wow. Do I max out my tough? Actually, I think I'm going to take another divine move. And with that, I think it's going to be... Do you want to know? Uh, yes. Oh, damn, do I go with soothe or do I go with smite? Uh, soothe is soothe is when I talk to someone For a few seconds in a quiet voice I can calm them down, blocking any panic Anger or other negative emotions they have I think this will play a lot better In... We needed that In the last episode. <laughs> right? This works even if the thing that freaked them out is still Present as long as my voice can be heard With smite is my body And divine weapon always count as a weakness Against the monsters I fight Your unarmed attacks are To harm intimate hand messy I think I'm going to go with soothe just to try and help. Help us out in the future, and erasing all of my experience now, starting again. Okay, so yeah, I didn't get anything.
1: <laughs> no, that's not actually true. It's Monster of the Week. The tracks, uh, though obvious, are not clear as to what sort of creature uh, might be within, but they do indicate you are close, <laughs> and that. The creature that you have tracked to this point has probably gone
2: within the cave. I'm not sure what kind of creature it is, but uh, at least we seem to be on the right track. What weapons do your companions bear? Uh, pulling from the Divine Playbook, I would say one has a Thunder Hammer. Let's give that to Haricel. <laughs> I was already writing that one down for Haricel. <laughs> it's only fitting to give Marine a Silver Trident. The Thunderhammer is three harm hand stun, holy and the silver trident is three harm hand silver holy. Marine touches the water
1: with uh, their trident. Uh, the water swirls around the uh, the three prong tip of the long and very aesthetically pleasing <laughs> trident. It rises up into an image, but the image doesn't hold and marine looks up at you and shakes their head you could see nothing from it another shake of the head and then marine stands harisell says this does not bode well and uh, they uh, toss their hammer from one uh, hand to the next the uh, each time the uh, hilt hitting their palms rumbling as if of a storm in the far 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 distance nice well let us go in and fight it we will defeat it like we've defeated all things before. No use startling. Marine seems to follow more reluctantly, but follows. You, um, as always, lead the way. The uh, waterfall does not flow down over the entirety of the, um, of the cave mouth. In fact, it actually splits somewhere up above and falls down well, just about halfway from center on either side which creates a uh, a pool at the bottom and that runs out into the ocean. And in fact, uh, the ocean itself fills a declivity here and washes somewhat into this uh, entry chamber. Marine, again, touches the water, and you know that it is uh, firm to walk upon. Uh, Alright, then we make our way in. Do you walk to one
2: side of one of the waterfalls or right through the middle of the whole thing? What do you do? Um, as, enter as central as possible.
1: Easily done with marine spell. So that initial cave entrance is probably 130 feet wide and maybe 50 feet high. And uh, beyond it is about a 600 meter deep cave. You Divine vision. Um, take a few moments to adjust. Although it's not completely dark in the cave because of the light coming in through the cave mouth, scattered blues and the such. Yes, the back portion is far darker, and it is quite a ways back there, so it's it's hard to see. But uh, initially, you don't see any anything actually here in the uh, main section of the cave, which is what this appears to be. Uh, although, what happens here is that uh, the uh, tidal water from the uh, ocean, which is uh, not completely low tide at the moment, but low enough that it's not flooding the entire cave, uh, only goes in a uh, few hundred, I'm gonna mix my, uh, <laughs> my dimensions up here. Uh, so only a few dozen meters and then that is met by a uh, stream that uh, comes from deeper within the cave and over to toward the right side.
2: And is there a passageway leading back there also?
1: Well, I mean, you're just at the entrance right now, uh, so that's some 600 meters further in. And it's still dim back there even to your angelic sight because it's dark and a long way back. And you're... Eyes work best when it's either completely dark or completely light. Twilight kind of creates gotcha. a problem for you. You are able to uh, pierce the shrouds of darkness and the things that darkness conceals. And you are able to see in the bright light of, of day and all the, the wonders and joys of,
2: of heaven's light. But in that moment between... Does it seem like there's any unnatural darkness?
1: um you can read about bad <laughs> situation <laughs>
2: right rolling again with nothing to add since i am not very sharp uh seven Old one uh Ooh. hate this one um i always want to ask are there dangers we haven't noticed but instead i'm going to ask what's my best way in
1: Peering deeper into the darkness, you can see that the stream emerges from a tunnel uh, that is much smaller than this cave entrance that you just came through. Probably only maybe uh, 15 feet or so high, while the uh, ceiling here is uh,
2: about 50 feet high. It seems the likely choice, wouldn't you say? Speaking to Marine and herself.
1: Marine nods. Harrel goes. Well, if there's nothing here to kill, then we should probably go deeper. Although that entrance does not seem to be of the size of of the sort of creature that we are are stalking.
2: Have you not seen an octopus escape from a jar? It's it's interesting how some sea creatures can fit through the tiniest of holes. Even some land creatures, for that matter. I've seen cats that seem like, they are liquid.
1: Marine looks at you and raises an eyebrow. Arisol laughs and then says, um, And why did you have an octopus in a jar in the first
2: place? <sighs> Don't ask. It's some of the failings of these poor creatures of this world. The humans torture the other innocent creatures of the world. And it's just something I happened to have seen one time.
1: And while you're discussing this, because you didn't ask, uh, are yeah, there dangers so. we haven't noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I should ask that. <clears throat> Two darknesses roll toward you from the uh, far end of the of the cavern, in plenty of time for you to see them coming. Marine, uh, though, is the only one who does, uh, since you and Haricel are right. are exchanging wits. And uh, marine um, slams their trident against the, uh, the, the water and it ripples underneath you and shakes you enough to get your attention. And you see these darknesses rolling toward you. Uh, they seem to almost bring some darkness with them, like wisps of it trailing around them. But what you see in the core is a ball of tentacles, for lack of a better Better word. But they are rolling toward you using those tentacles as a, as a propulsion. And you also get a glimpse of teeth, but no eyes. What do you do? Finally, some
2: action. Shall we, hear ourselves? Oh, absolutely. To battle, Lori.
1: As in the days of old when we fought evil. Whoa! <laughs> just happened to <laughs> As he's bowled over by one of the uh, creatures. Yeah, going to kick-ass mode. Go
2: ahead and roll kick some ass. This is what I really like anyway. (laughs) Eight plus two, ten.
1: Describe this scene to me. You have that whip still, or do you have a different weapon here in the past?
2: Still loving the whip. As the tentacles roll towards me, I lash out in their direction, trying to keep them at bay. Light from the sun filtered through the... uh, Through the waterfall and
1: reflecting from the um, surfaces all around catches on your razor blades of your whip as they spiral around and whip down upon the creature, and you get an extra effect. Why didn't I pick my extra
2: effect yet? Gain the advantage and take plus one forward or give plus one forward to another hunter. Do I have to decide on whether I take the forward or give it to them now? Um, yes. I mean, you have to choose... I have to choose which one now. Okay, um, since I have the advantage, I will take the plus one forward.
1: Okay. All right, so how much did you end up doing, I'm sorry?
2: Three harm,
1: area messy, and holy. The whip lashes out, smashes down into one of them, and then flicks over and draws a line across the second... Uh, the one that is on Haracell. Marine darts in and plunges their trident into uh, the one that you attacked first, impaling it. The thing sizzles in the uh, aftermath of these attacks from the holy weapons and begins to bubble and melt into jellyfish-like goo. However, Haracell is uh, having a hard time bringing their hammer to bear because there's tentacles everywhere now these creatures in their sort of compacted ball form uh, they are still smaller than your height Uh, so perhaps five feet tall or five feet in um yeah five feet in height so maybe five feet in Diameter. Of course, with their tentacles uh, spread out, you have no idea how long they might be. But uh, but right now, it's completely engulfed uh, Haricel, and they're going, oh, I just, I just oh, it's in my mouth. Uh,
2: I will go for prevent harm then and try to uh, see if I can't uh, help get these tentacles off of Haricel. Okay, protect someone. Ooh, yeah. we need to do lots of rolling. Oh, six. Shit. That's even with my plus tough.
1: And none of the others are here to see you rolling badly. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh, rips into um, What are you? Uh, what's your divine armor look like? You take one less
2: harm? Uh, yes. Yeah, one armor holy. Is that two different things, though? So you take two less harm? No, it's just one armor, but it's holy, so it has extra protection against unholy.
1: Uh, which this thing is. Kind of gathered. <laughs>
2: when it started sizzling and bubbling and becoming jellyfish-like goo. Do you know what that does? Uh, Protect the extra protection against unholy? Uh, One armor holy, I imagine it has something along the lines to do with uh, can't be, like, cursed with unholy magic or take unholy poison damage, that kind of thing.
1: I'm also going to say that when it's... Creatures that are distinctly defined as unholy, i.e., named things or their okay. direct children, <laughs> that uh, it will give you another bonus of.
2: It would be two against this one.
1: Against unholy things, you will have a, a defense okay. of two. Two less harm.
2: And since I failed my protect
1: someone. It tears into Carousel and pieces of their flowing white cloak uh, shred away beneath the lacerating tentacles of this thing, and uh, you even see angelic blood fly as its beak tears through the angel's armor, um, and also, as you try to pull the thing off, you are caught up and rended a bit by, by the tentacles, but you, none of them get through your defenses. But uh, it does hold you there for a moment. And then you see Harrisell's uh, hammer go flying off into the cave. Oh, boy. You also see Marine take up a fighting stance because they have seen something. And you look to see what it is. And there are, this was two, so there's four more of them rolling toward you uh, from the back of the cave. Oh boy! The one that's on Harisell—it's not really, doesn't really rise up off of Harisell and turn its attention to you, but it just sort of flows from Harisell to attacking you. What's the range on
2: your whip? Uh hand. You're sort of in intimate range here. Uh, lash out again, kick some ass, or am I too caught up? You know, act under yeah, pressure I so. to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, act under pressure to attempt to get into a position where you can. All right, I will try to escape from the tentacles and get to a point where I can start kicking some ass again. Okay, uh, five plus one. Damn it. Um, I still have a plus one forward, so I'm going to use that on this roll, and that gives me a seven. Keeper's going to give me a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay.
1: Indeed I am. <laughs> you can get... This thing off of you. You can throw it off of you, but it's you're going to um, to do so. You're going to wind up throwing it right onto uh, Marine, or you can get backed off of of this thing by pushing it away. But when you lash out at it uh, with your whip, you're also going to hit Harrisell because they're still pretty close together there. Or you can get off of it, and you can get your attack in on this one but your positioning will be such that you have had to move far enough back that you'll only be able to hit this one and the other four will be on top of Marine.
2: Wow. I don't like my choices. (laughs) (laughs) Good. It means I chose wisely. Let's go with the putting it in range of Marine. Getting it off and away from me and Haracell and closer to marine and would also like to shout a warning out to marine coming your way marine all right
1: you get a hold of a couple of tentacles and just use your angelic strength which i don't think you really oh, have any pretty anything, tough. uh and use your angelic strength to um, toss it away from you and it it like lands right on marine who started to turn at your at your warning yet it's it's still right on top of them but the other four that were headed right toward uh, Marine are within range. Hand is the... Yes. That seems awfully right. close. Hand is like within arm's length. I know, for a whip? Mm-hmm. Didn't you choose the uh, those tags for it no, when you made it? No, it? it's pretty specific on the tags.
2: Because
1: hmm. there's intimate, hand, close, and then what's the one for like rifles and stuff?
2: Is it far?
1: Far. Yeah, like, so shotgun is close. Pistol is close. A submachine gun is even close.
2: Huh. <laughs> yeah, handgun, rifle, they're all close. Well, no, rifle has far. So there is yeah. five. Intimate hand, close, far. Okay, so which ones are in my range again? <laughs> yeah, let me let me think
1: about this, though, since you have to wait for them to get pretty close to you if it's yeah. hand. But that's okay. We've already set up in in canon that it's a little further out than arm's length, but it, do, it will have to be relatively close to you. To... Understand. I don't mind charging right into the middle of the fray. So you toss the one of these things over into Marine. Marine goes down underneath it, but uh, seems to have the trident in such a way that it looks like uh, they're going to be able to do some damage to Uh, this creature, while uh, the other four are rolling along, not in an even line, but uh, uh, pretty close. Like a horizontal line toward me or a vertical line toward me? Uh, Horizontal, and maybe seven or eight feet apart each. Okay. You see that they're going to where Marine is because they are the furthest ones into the uh, chamber
2: at this point. So you could move to step into that space if you wish. I will definitely move into that since, you know, I tossed the thing that direction anyway. Just had to regain myself and uh, back to doing damage. And by doing so, you can choose to either protect
1: someone, because essentially you're protecting Marine from further uh, attacks from these things. Or you can uh, just go with a straight up kick some ass.
2: Let's go with a... Let's go with kick some ass for this one. Focusing mostly focusing mostly on the one that I threw onto Marine. And if any of the others get close, lashing out at them as well. So do you
1: want to wait until they're, they're right on top of you? It won't take very long for them to be there.
2: Um, as long as it doesn't put any extra harm... At my other party members. you positioned yourself now between them and Marine. I will take that breath to focus my energy and let them get a little bit closer before I lash out, then. You take that steadying breath, feeling the divine will flow
1: into you. Uh, that monsters must be destroyed. These abominations upon the earth. And then you lash out with the whip, making a circle of
2: death all around you. Plus two, ten. Extra effect. For this one, I think I'll go ahead and do the Inflict Terrible Harm, so plus one to the harm.
1: And given what you do for your base damage, which is three, so four total, you slice through all of these, and all five of them begin bubbling and oozing and dissolving into jellyfish-like masses of gunk, some of which is washed away by the... uh, by the stream, others uh, pool on the rocks uh, to either side. Uh, Harisel stands up, dusts themselves off, goes over and gets their hammer and comes and rejoins you and goes, Well, that was glorious to watch. If only I'd been able to th- land a few blows myself. Marine stands as well. Do either of them look like they need healing? Harisel, their clothes as they walk toward you, clothes and armor re knit together. Uh, in the way of okay. uh, divinity, but you do still see a wound on their neck
2: from a beak. <sighs> I fear that that, not might, that that might not have been the end of this unholy adventure. Seemed a little too easy, my friends. Let's see what I can do for that wound on your neck, harisel and I will lay on hands. Uh, let's see. Seven plus one, eight... I can heal harm or illness, but I take it into myself.
1: A wound appears on your own uh, neck where it meets the shoulder, but then fades to a scar. Any
2: harm taken for
1: that? Uh, you do take one. Yeah, you do take one harm. Ah, oh, thank you, Lori. And they rub their neck. That's better. Marine looks around and roll investigate a
2: mystery for me. Sharp. Oh, Big whopping Five. Mark Experience? <laughs> Mark Experience. Again? Holy crap. Wow. Flashbacks are murder Sometimes. on you guys. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my phone dice instead of these bone dice. Oh, yeah. uh, is it
1: the bone dice? That's the one that uh, Sharon used for her they flashback, too. They worked pretty good for me last time,
2: though. Anyway. True. So, yeah, I, I investigate, but uh, what do I find? I'm actually going to take a
1: an effect from a different game from Dungeon World in fact, where when you do something like Investigate uh, you discover an unpleasant truth Okay. if you uh, fail. So I'm going to take that as one of my options for a little um, home rule option here because often what happens if you fail, you reveal more information about your movements, about your um, actions to the monster. Man, let me think about this. No, I like that too. So I'm just gonna do both. Here's what you discover. So Marine pokes one of the jellyfish globs with their tri- with the uh, tips of their trident and kind of kind of does a spaghetti-like roll kind of thing <laughs> up onto the onto the tine of the trident and then moves it over to the water. And swishes it around in the water. And up from the water comes an image of those creatures. Then it, that image becomes much larger and then splits into these smaller creatures. And those roll away from it and then roll back to it and become part of it again. And then the whole image created by the, by the water um, splooshes back down into the, into the stream. And Harrelson goes, "Well, that didn't look good." And somewhere deeper within the complex of caves, you hear a roar that causes a rumbling that causes rocks and such to shift from the the walls and tumble down the sides of the cavern. Pillars here support the ceiling, natural pillars uh, on either side. One of those actually kind of cracks. A little bit at the sound of this roar
2: Which is a roar Of both hate And anguish Well, it seems like we've angered the beast And you know what they say about Cutting the head off the snake Shall we?
1: Um, no, what do they say? You spend far more time with mortals than I do Lori. Well. <laughs> also, what's a snake?
2: <laughs> really, Aracel? Do you know nothing of this world? No, I'm I'm just messing with you. Those are those things on um, on the heads of
1: Medusa, right?
2: <laughs> Medusa was a myth. At it's least right. I think. Anyway, <laughs> this one, unfortunately, I think we have to... I want to say it's some kind of community mind. And, well, it seems like we've angered it by taking out some of its lesser creatures. So, shall we move on and do what we're here to do? Mm-hmm, indeed. Indeed. And so you move
1: further back in the, uh, into the cave system. You follow the stream back. You can actually walk on ground at this point. You don't need marine spells to harden the water enough for you to walk upon them. And,
2: and no comments from the peanut, I mean, marine gallery.
1: Just a nod when you, you said that uh, that bit about the, uh, the hole being
2: more powerful than yeah. the parts. As comforting as ever, Maureen, shall we move on? (laughs) Maureen grunts, that's great.
1: (laughs) So you make it back to that uh, secondary cave, that tunnel, and in you go. It's a passage that goes back not terribly far, uh, but you see beyond another cave open up, much smaller than the entry cave. It's also got the sound of running water in it. And as you get in there, you, your eyes adjust and you see that the um, the water is coming from a small crack that is at the far end of this uh, cave in the ceiling right where it meets the wall. So the water is kind of flowing down the uh, side of the, of the wall there. But uh, far more important is the creature that occupies the bulk of this space which is a much larger version of those uh, small ones that you saw out in the larger cave. It opens
2: its beak and roars again. And I would like to, I don't know, do I know anything about something of this nature?
1: Um. Well, that would be... Investigate a mystery. Investigate a mystery, yes. <laughs> So that you can ask that all-important question, Seven. what is it? <laughs> what sort of creature is it? <laughs> this is, as the voice in your head said, Leviathan's daughter. A creature of uh, the darkest depths of the, of the ocean, blind but able to sense the movement of beings uh, nearby through water or ground. A terrible and mighty thing. That is not as powerful as its parent, but certainly powerful enough to sink ships and even destroy seaside villages, if it's so desired.
2: Any other information that I would know about it, then? Probably not. Just lore. Well, looks like we found ourselves a really good prize, Harisal. I-, I must... Indeed. It
1: uncoils, uh, the creature uncoils its uh, tentacles and
2: looks like it's about to lash out. If any of the smaller ones cast out it, don't waste your time with them. Just try to banish them and focus on the central being. Aye, uh, sounds good. For the glory! As I rush in. <laughs> <laughs> and the
1: fight begins. Uh, kick some ass. All right. Come on,
2: rolls. Uh, seven.
1: Okay. Um, you are... Thrown backwards as you deal your damage to it, as your whip lashes into its uh, fleshy parts. The uh, shining holiness of your uh, weapon, indeed, um, cutting through it. But uh, even as it does so, you see that some of the wound almost immediately heals. Okay. Um, Haracell and... Marine do the same with their weapons. They uh, marine lunges in underneath uh, a sweeping of, of tentacles to uh, come in and uh, jam their trident again uh, into the thing's center core, ripping it out with a great flow of uh, gore and blood. But then some of that injury almost immediately heals. While Harrel takes their hammer, swings it around once in their hand, and then just smashes into the the creature, uh, crushing a a tentacle against the main body, and a great ripple goes through the whole form as the the thunder hammer roars with uh, true thunder. That thunder itself, you know, shakes the walls of this cave. But you see those wounds also not completely heal up, but definitely... Not, uh, not remaining as long as you would like. <laughs> and then you, uh, being the one who struck it first, get hit by a uh, lacerating tentacle for um, four points of damage. I'm sorry,
2: for four harm. One armor holy, is that reducing it? Yes. Reducing two? Or just one? Okay. Yes. Uh, reduces right. two. Well, at least I'm still stable. <laughs> 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 what do you do? Now, there was some harm that wasn't healing up right away. And was that specific to Haricel's damage? No, all of uh, your weapons, um,
1: some of your harm got through. But if you had to guess uh, in game terms, yes, so from each wound, it, it seems to be taking about one harm less. Still did six harm to it this round. Right. It does still have bloody swaths along its side, a great bruise from where Haricel struck it. And of course, um, you know, only part of your lash wound has healed up on the side of the creature. Some of that still remains oozing blood and such.
2: I am going to continue to attack. Okay. I'll go ahead and continue to kick some ass. Nobody looks like they're in any trouble at the moment other than me. It just hit you. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'll roll to kick some ass again. Oh, yeah, that's a 12. Uh, extra effect Um, uh, go ahead and add the terrible
1: harm again for harm and again some of that seems to heal up even as you strike at the beast but not all of it and even more of it gets through this time as your holy rage powers your whip deep into the the core of this of this creature and you have seriously hurt it uh, it appears and it roars again. And that roar causes more rocks to tumble all around. And in fact, where the stream is coming through in the back of the cave, that whole section just collapses. Um, Sunlight from a sinkhole up above is uh, shining in through the gap into into this chamber. Keep at it and don't let it escape. Where the sunlight hits a tentacle, the thing pulls away from that. Harusel, you think you could do something about the light in here? Maybe, they yell. Uh, so instead of uh, attacking with a hammer, uh, Harusel reaches into a pouch and uh, brings out a, a stone, uh, lifts it up, and bright light fills the room. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Marine does indeed jam their, their trident into the side of the thing, which also does... A lot of damage this time it smacks marine with a uh, tentacle and marine goes flying through the air and smashes into the side of a wall slides down it and then gets her feet under them and starts to charge back in with the trident but the thing is already moving it uh, it comes straight for you rolls over you doing that for harm again modified by your holy armor
2: Oh, dear God.
1: Uh, just lacerating you with, with tentacles and beak and such as it rolls over you and out somehow through that gap in the, uh, in the wall that you came through that led into this cave from the, from the main cave, escaping both from you and from the uh, sunlight streaming in through the uh, sinkhole. Aristotle looks at the, at the stone and says, I don't think this did anything. We can't
2: let it escape to the open sea. We must stop it now. You have taken four harm, have you not? Uh, Yeah, I have. I'm at five. I'm unstable.
1: I get to take moves whenever you take harm, too, like knocking you out and doing things like that. Okay. (laughs) But in this case, you try to yell those things that you want to say, but all that comes out is a croak and harousel looks at you with a bit of horror in their face, and then comes over to you and presses their hand against your head and takes some of your damage into themselves. A full two or less? Uh, Let's call it two. That brings me back to stabilized. And Harusel will have two. You feel the uh, holy warmth of healing light pass through you. Um, that connection to the beyond, to the divine. You you feel uh, Harrisel take some of that uh, pain into themselves. They wince, but straighten and then go, you're right, we cannot let it get to
2: the sea. Let's go. Marine, is there any magics that you can use to seal the cave before it can escape?
1: Marine nods and kneels uh, by where the stream is going out into the uh, main uh, section. Marine just needs some aid in that he needs you to roll use magic. I got it.
2: Ooh, plus my weird. I don't get to roll that one very often. Alright. Ooh, eight, nine, ten with my plus weird. Yay! Marine
1: touches the stream with their trident and it begins to solidify, uh, becoming crackly and ice-covered. And that races out through the tunnel that you came through, down through the massive cavern outside to the waterfalls and the ocean where those two meet. And in fact, uh, if you all start racing that way, which I assume you do. Of course. You begin racing that way, although Marine holds their Trident against the stream a little longer, so we'll be a little bit behind you. But you race out into the main cavern just in time to see those waterfalls uh, spreading, reaching down almost to touch the waters of the ocean that are spraying upward to create a wall that blocks the, um, the creature as it smashes into it. Uh, there's a great rumble. And those pillars shake and begin to crack again, but the uh, the thing cannot get past the wall of ice, at least yet. Instead, it turns, sensing you behind it. Probably mighty pissed. harisel tosses the uh, glowing stone that he has aside, uh, where it continues to glow, lighting up the area, but uh, doesn't
2: seem to have any effect on the uh, creature. Only direct sunlight. Any light shafts coming through in this cavern? I can't remember if there were.
1: Um, No, only diffused light
2: from the uh, front of the cave. Um, Yeah, uh, kick some ass. Okay. Even with my tough, that's still only a six. I'm going to spend a luck point. Okay. So that changes it to a 12. Yeah. Yes, indeed it <laughs> does. Uh, for this extra effect... Yeah, just going to keep going with
1: the inflict terrible harm again. Those tentacles, several of them, as it rolls toward you, several of them kind of expand out from the body to become these rolling quips. You know that those are just going to tear you apart, uh, even with your defenses but you just slash across it with your whip and it's uh, it slashes in deep 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 the thing shudders and slides to a halt uh, no more than a couple of feet in front of you and then not deflates but its
2: animation has gone out of it marine catches up i'm thinking that there might be some kind of magic to burn it out of this existence And if it's immobile at the moment, that may be big magic. Do you say as much to your companions? Yes, I will. I want to say that we've got it somewhat worn down, let's make sure and burn this thing with holy fire from the existence, from its existence on this plane. Okay. Big
1: magic requires a use magic roll. You will have to uh, do that. You'll need multiple people, I'm thinking. So look, you have three you will... Let's see. What else we got? Big magic. Magic, magic. Yeah, so the things I'm choosing here are you need more than uh, one person, so three of you. You need to use uh, use magic as part of the ritual, uh, which is to summon um, the holy
0: fire. Holy fire.
1: And yeah, that seems pretty good. It'll take a little bit of time, but not a lot. You need to... uh, Draw certain Kabbalic ruins uh, around it in the dirt
2: and the stone. And we shall set about doing that then.
1: Make certain marks upon the walls in ancient Neolithic <laughs> languages. So this takes uh, a minute or two to do as uh, you and Harusel work on that while Marine brings down the the magic that created the ice wall and also prepares themselves since they have a bit more knowledge in the mystical arts than the other two Mm -hmm. of you just as you are are about to clasp hands and cast the spell that uh, will bring down the holy fire uh, the beast shudders, raises its body on its tentacles and you see that all of this time its wounds have been healing
2: Roll okay. use magic. <laughs> that is a, with my weird, uh, eight. I guess it wouldn't matter. Seven, eight. <laughs> eight. Okay. So with eight, there's... It's a glitch. You get to choose that glitch, I believe. I choose the effect and glitch. Okay. Oh, has a problematic side effect. Okay. Do I choose the effect also, or is that in your realm? Nope. Okay. Well, that's me. I get to uh,
1: do that here's what happens. You begin chanting, the three of you. You feel the power flowing uh, through you, both from the ground below and the sky above. You feel a pressure building above you. And even as the creature roars, more of the walls shake. The, The whole chamber is just Rattling with the roar of not only the thing as it gets its tentacles underneath it and as it uh, rises up above you to lash out in anger at the three of you and probably decimate you, but also the walls rumble from the pressures of this spell that is being cast. The ancient symbols that you have carved into the walls or painted onto the walls or both glow with uh, furious power. And the upper uh, ceiling of the cave begins to rock back and forth. The pillars that support it, uh, though natural and thick and not particularly even necessarily, those sunder and give way collapsing underneath the weight of the pressure from the um, holy fires that are being summoned from the heavens. And then the whole uh, roof just explodes. Uh, Holy light beams down in the last moments of the day, strike the creature fully upon it, and it bubbles away as it screams its fury. Meanwhile, Act under pressure because you're having to dodge a lot of falling rubble.
2: All right. Come
1: on.
2: <sighs> <laughs> this is horrible. Even with
1: my cool, that's a five. Wow, you are going to level up again here in your flashback. <laughs> People keep trying to die and their in their cutaways and their flashbacks. and
2: I'm really not trying to. So I marked my experience.
1: Harusel is hit by a uh, falling... Uh, chunk of rock, but um, smashes it aside with their hammer. And as you're all three trying to get out, you know, past the the bubbling creature and the falling uh, pillars and the uh, collapsing ceiling, you're dodging left and right. And you finally you get out. You you pass the sprays of of water. And Marine is the first one out. And takes to the air, uh, unfurling the wings that have been uh, folded in and unseen to this point. Because one of the things Marine can do is fly, and takes off into the into the sky in in you know actual flight. Uh, and then you and Harrisel come out through the the water that is now spraying around everywhere as the source of it is disrupted up above. Harel does a uh, roll to one side. Uh, you just sort of um, run out, ca- uh, just collapse to your knees on the sandy shore. behind you there's more rumbling as the as the cavern continues to collapse. and then Marine falls a spear uh, through their heart, perhaps a seven eight foot long spear. And marine hits one of the rocks near the shore. Their body broken and bleeding onto the moss, dripping down onto the sand. And even as Haricel shouts a warning to you, you see that uh, spear dematerialize and and just kind of vanish right in front of you, and you look up and you see a figure on the cliff side way up high but a human figure or at least one that has two legs and two arms and is humanoid you see the spear reappear in their hand and they are obviously trying to hold their position hold their balance as more of the cavern collapses off to what would be their right and what is directly behind you you see that figure pull back with their arm and throw the spear again right toward you.
2: What do you do? Huda! Huda, why the what I'm sorry if I'm spiking. Um <laughs> Wow. Wow. Um Well, I tried to dodge the spear, of course. <laughs> um Act under pressure. <laughs> I'm claiming a hard
1: move here. <laughs> <laughs> the figure throws the spear right toward you. You're just so shocked. I mean, you're you're wounded still from uh, the fight with uh, Leviathan's daughter. You are still reeling from seeing Marine lying there dead, somehow dead. You just can't act quickly enough, but Heracel does, and they throw themselves in front of you and the spear pierces their back, they are looking right at you, and you see the blood fill their eyes, and then they fall over to the side, just as surely and solidly dead as Marine. Can I grab the
2: spear before it dematerializes?
1: That's uh, an act under pressure.
2: Seven. I rolled a seven. Hmm. Interesting. You can
1: grab the spear, but when it dematerializes and returns to its wielder up there, you'll go with it. Or, uh, you can grab the spear and keep a hold of it, but it will deal damage to you as you fight its impulse to return. Or, you can grab the spear and keep it, but in doing so, you will have lost any opportunity you might have to save... Haricel, if that's even possible.
2: Oh, yeah. I was just expecting that Haricel went down like Maureen did. Okay.
1: They did. But it's so quick that you might maybe be able to lay on hands fast enough. But you don't even know if that would work. But it's a possibility, but you would have to let the uh, spear go. And if you let the spear go, then it goes back to the wielder who then will have the
2: opportunity to throw it again as well. I choose to ride the spear back to the wielder.
1: You grab the spear, and you feel it shift. The same as when you travel from place to place using your ethereal angel wings. This thing takes you to the top of the cliff, right next to a human. um, Not particularly imposing. Dressed in pants and a shirt and a coat, all over a uh, a doublet, wearing a hat, and his features aren't anything particularly to note. He is just
2: a just a man. Do I sense anything otherworldly from this supposed man?
1: You can reach out with your angelic
2: senses and investigate a mystery. <laughs> uh, seven. Uh, one. Uh, What? Oh, geez. What is being concealed here?
1: When you arrive at the top of the cliff, you have a hold of the spear and he staggers back from you for a moment and he just looks at you with this rage and this hatred in his eyes and he says, I I will slay you by my very hand. I will. If I can't do it with the spear, then I'll Do it with my fingers. Know my name. I'm Callum McKay, and your kind killed all the things I loved. So I'll kill ye back. And then he makes a leap for the spear and starts
2: uh, trying to wrestle it away from you. What do you do? I'm going to use my new move. I'm going to try and soothe him. When I talk to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice, you can calm them down, blocking any panic, anger, or other negative emotions they have. This works even if the thing that freaked them out is still present as long as your voice can't be heard. Why? Why have you done this and why do you blame us? What has happened?
1: I, the angels, and he still tries to, he's got his hand on the spear now and you have the hand on the spear too. And he's kind of, you're both kind of locked there. Your angelic strength against his, apparently, at least what he considers to be righteous fury. And he stares you straight in the eyes and he says, "'It was one of you came to me cabin at night when i have be gone "'and slew, slew me own, me own beloved Kate, "'and when I came and I seed her like that, "'I, oh, I went to the dark places I did, ah, uh, "'and I found out what ye'd done, "'what one of ye had done, "'come from your vaults of heaven.' come from your palaces of light, to punish those you find wicked? What right have ye to find us wicked? What right, I say? Well, wicked, wicked you want us to be, wicked I'll be. I went to the crossroads I did, and met me a man there that gave me what I needed, gave me this, this, and I shall wrest it from your hands and shove it through your Demonic heart, angel. So, how much soothing took effect? As you stare into his eyes and as you murmur words of peace and calming, you see that he's losing the fever in his own eyes. It's tough because this is somebody who has apparently spent whatever amount of time they have spent working toward. Your destruction. Maybe not you specifically. But blames all of our kind. But definitely.
2: But definitely your kind's destruction. As he starts to come, I would like to ask more questions. Did you find the name of this one through your crossroads, demon? Did you get a name of who slew your beloved Kate?
1: Oh, I did. But it doesn't matter, does it? All of ye. And so, well, I knew I had to get you here on Earth somehow. So, when I found the words... Well, it wasn't much to call something forth from the deep to haunt the land for a while until something angelic is sent, and I'll keep doing it, too, until I get the one I want for sure. But I'll take as many of you down as I can until then. Or kill me
2: now. It's the only way you'll stop me. You must understand that we aren't all following the divine word. Some of... some of us... Have gone their own ways Some of us has turned Some of us are beyond um, What's the word I'm looking for Some of us have gone beyond redemption And are in a way cast out from the heavens
1: Hey, you want a name? I'll give you a name And it ain't one of the cast out none neither. So, um, Laurie Um, what's the name of the angel Who is the guardian of the
2: gates of heaven? Let's say Keralas C-A-R-A-L-A-S. Aye, the angel's name was Caralas. Are you sure it was Caralas? Aye, that is it. Tell me not that ye don't know him. No, I know of Caralas very well. It It is quite bewildering to me why Caralas would take matters into their own hands in this world. Usually it is for the soldiers to take care of the unholy creatures on this earth. So, to hear that Caralas has taken care of something doesn't make sense. They're just a guardian. They just protect the gates. Would you allow me to look into this further? I
1: don't know your ways. Oh, I'll allow you to look from the far side of them. And then he gives another wrench on the, on the uh, spear. I'm not going to let go, sir. I was promised by the man at the
2: crossroads. I'll have my blood. You're going to have your blood all over these rocks if you don't stop.
1: No, I was promised that you wouldn't be able to kill me till I had my vengeance. And then he just lets go of the spear, and then he just runs at you as if to tackle
2: you. And I sidestep him and kind of smack him on the back of the head as he walks by. He
1: doesn't walk by. He plunges by and then plunges right off the side of the cliff. Oh, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) And I'm there holding the spear. And you're there holding the spear. He screams. And you hear a wet thunk as he hits the the rocks down below, probably not far from the bodies of your friends.
2: Does he unnaturally uh, get up or is he splattered? He
1: appears to be splattered if you look over the edge.
2: Yeah, uh, I'd still like to go and make sure everything's okay down there and check on my friends to see if there is anything possible that I can still do for them.
1: There is not. They have been slain. And in fact, you feel the evil in evil is not maybe the right word y- you feel the power in this spear this spear is something that you've you've not even ever heard of it doesn't mean you that such a thing you know hasn't ever existed before uh, maybe it's something from you know the darkest periods of time but this thing you feel it 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 erases the angels that it kills it's an angel killer
2: designed for that one purpose. And are their souls erased? Are they just completely gone from all existence? Or is-
1: That's what you're feeling
2: from this thing. That's the the sense you're getting from it. I
1: also feel that it's not completely unholy. Yeah, itself, reasonably neutral. Uh, but And also, you feel that it probably could have done the same thing to something unholy. Like the Leviathan's daughter? Like the Leviathan's daughter, or, you know, a dark angel. A fallen angel
2: at this point i I realized the power in the spear and that it must be protected if not destroyed so that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands that is what i want to um investigate i mean that's kind of like where i want to go with it is just trying to find the any kind of information on its history on its background
1: how are you feeling about the deaths of your companions? I mean, the true deaths of your companions,
2: which is also something you're not sure has it's ever happened before. It's shaken me. And, I mean, like I said, I'm bewildered that one of our own would put themselves into the affairs of man when it is normally the unholy that we are sent to take care of. And for somebody that's supposed to be, you know, watching and, and controlling the gates of heaven to have taken an active interest in that it has me questioning also so now i'm questioning where certain angelic loyalties really lie if uh, the dark one is rising and if angels are going to be going choosing sides again and have a great holy war uh, in one sense or another so i definitely want to figure out where it came from, how it got into this guy's hands, and curious if I can find the crossroads demon and find out more about how they were able to give Gallum McKay the spear and where the hell they got it from. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty shaken about losing the angels. It's not an easy thing to do to kill us. The crossroads dealer can be tracked down. This is a weapon that should not be in the hands of men. Hell, this isn't even a weapon that should be in the hands of the divine. How? How could it have been brought into this world? I will find that demon and make him pay for the deaths of my friends. Roll investigator mystery. Um, seven. What's your question you'd like to ask? Well, that's kind of a moot point because it seems like the spear can hurt it. So I've got that in hand. (laughs) Where did it go?
1: So, in this case, a slight modification of that. Where did it come from? You spend actually some years, it takes, but you track down the being that delivered the spear to Callum McKay upon the crossroads. When you find them, they're actually living in a house in London. It is a second floor. Room, and you have materialized at the door. There are wards put up, so you actually have to knock on the door to get someone to answer it. All right, I knock on the door,
2: and the man it answers. I look him in the eyes. All of the years of festering over the my dear friends Marine and Harisal, who died from the spear as well. He opens the door, and you have every intention
1: of questioning this being. But when they open the door, all that you are filled with is rage. And maybe it's coming from the spear, or maybe it is from within you. But just all that rage comes bubbling to the surface that has been accumulating over your years of searching. As you once again, as fresh as if it was moments ago, see the bodies of your dead companions lying there on that beach in Scotland. And it overwhelms you. I say,
2: Here's your spear back. And I jab it right into his chest.
1: And you jab the spear into the chest of Chauncey Candlewick.
0: The Gothic Podcast is produced by C. Patrick Nagel, with theme music by Zoe Hovland and cover artwork by Jared George Art. Listen to the Gothic Podcast on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow The Gothic Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or email us at thegothicpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please visit our Patreon page. Thanks! <music>